I mean, there's a lot of things being targeted right now for, for homeless. And, and it's very sad when a kid is homeless. When, when I speak to the youth, I take them through an exercise. Um, I always end it because it's a strong message. Picture yourself out there with your parents trying to find somewhere to lay and sleep. I have them close their eyes. And then you're walking around and finally you find somewhere to lay down. You, you fall asleep. Then you wake up in the morning, guess what? It's time to go to school. But you're not walking into a bathroom to wash up, brush your teeth, change your clothes. You're going right to school. What happens when you get to school? The last thing you want is to be picked on. So I tell these because look, them kids, they don't have a choice. It's not nice. Don't pick on people. What? Today we have Michael from. <laughs> from I don't know where. Uh, what's going on, guys? Welcome to another podcast, Silencing a Stigma. Tonight we have a special guest with us. His name is Mike, and we're going to talk about the homeless tonight. What's going on, Mike? What's up, man? How you doing? All right. You filled with all the food you just <laughs> ate? Yeah, I don't feel homeless anymore. No, <laughs> that wasn't even funny. First of all, I want I want to thank our uh, our viewers and the the people that have been uh, listening to the podcast. Uh, Mom and I spoke last night, and she was telling me a story about uh, a meeting she went to, and there was somebody there. She wrote her name down, and somebody recognized her name. You never met her before, right? Mm -mm. And she uh, she's like, "You're the one from the podcast." My mom was yeah, like, "Yeah," like, and it it just surprises both of us because it's like we're we're out there and we just don't realize it and all these people know. And I just want to thank you guys for um, telling people, even you, Mike, I've heard that you've been telling everybody about the podcast as well. And it's good to get the podcast out there to educate people on different topics. And, uh, that, that was our goal. And I'm, I'm glad that you guys are out there viewing it and sharing it with other people. You have anything else to say about that? Lots of stigma. So we cover all kinds of different stigmas, not just drug addiction, um, where we started, but, yeah, thanks to everybody. It was kind of cool last night. I went to a Not One More Cares meeting in Delta. It was their first one. And like Austin said, one of the people that attends those meetings regularly is Gina. Gina's been on the podcast a couple times, has her daughter Jackie, lost her daughter Steph, came back and gave us some information. So thanks to Gina. But, yeah, it's getting out there. Mike shares it every week. So anytime somebody comes downtown... Mike says, hey, Kathy has a podcast. Mike doesn't know what the podcast is about. He's going to learn right now, but uh, he always promotes it. It's a good organization. Um, but before we get started on this podcast, Austin, what happened to you the other day on oh the way to God. work? Why do we have to talk about We're this? We're just going to talk about it. You call me out all the time. So what happened on your way to work the other day? All right. So I'm going to work, right? And it's like a 45-minute drive. And uh, I'm like almost there. I'm literally like a minute away from my job site. And it's in Hershey, so I'm like... I'm at the light with Hershey Park right to the left of me, and there's a zoo right behind me. And I pull up this light, and I'm, I'm sitting there, and I look into – I'm going straight, so there's a turning lane next to me. So I'm looking over in this Toyota Camry. So he has a big truck, for those that don't know. So he sits higher. I got a little better view of what people are doing in their cars. Not that I do that or anything. <laughs> but <laughs> So I'm looking in this Toyota Camry, right, and this girl is fixing her hair, whatever. Like, she's good looking. I'm just checking her out. And then she, I look in the back seat. 
then uh, like I see this big massive object like in the back seat and it's, it took up the whole seat and the head was pointing the other way and as soon as it started moving I saw tiger stripes tiger stripes in the back of this car okay and I can't see the head because it's pointing the other direction but it's moving I had to do like a triple take because I was like is that a tiger <laughs> in the back of a Toyota in the back of a Toyota it took up the whole seat and it had perfect tiger stripes I'm like that's not a dog because it's way too big it's not a cat well obviously a tiger's a cat but it was it was like I was like this is a tiger and I, I went to work and I told everybody at work and they're like dude you're crazy there ain't no tiger there it was just odd to me because the woman fixing her hair was like she was going to work on an, like an average day and she didn't. Maybe she just stole it from the zoo. Maybe, <laughs> but nobody believes me. I, I saw a tiger in the back of a Toyota Camry. He said the back end was real low. Yeah, took a left. <laughs> took a left. <laughs> of the yeah. I I wish I would have got my phone out and took a picture of it though. Yeah, we would probably believe you right now. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> he just lost all credibility here. <laughs> So anyway, uh, we're here to talk about the homeless. Uh, I want to I want to talk about my view on the homeless before I've learned about it a little bit. Um, we had somebody down here off the uh, the exit down here, in Mount Rose, and I think I my uh, view on homeless got a little screwed up based upon what my mom told me about this guy that sits there on Mount Rose. So every like every day I would come home from work and I would get off here, and this guy would be standing there with a sign sign saying i'm homeless I'm, I'm willing to work and uh i could use money blah 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 and i would see people in front of me like hand either food or money and then he would just stick in his pocket and keep standing there right so i come home the one day and i was talking to my mom about it she's like oh yeah i saw him uh walk back to uh kmart parking lot and get a bmw and drive that was away a honda. or a honda and drive away so right away i was like okay so like my view on on homeless right there was uh, are they just playing people? Or are they taking advantage of people? They're they're just taking their money and running, and they're taking advantage. Like that was my view on on the homeless for so long. So it was like every time I saw someone, it was either, hey, they're they're probably taking advantage. I would never give them money or anything like that. I I would never want to help out. So, yeah, but that same individual who got in the Honda, also another person told me the story where he pulled up. And he had a truck full of junk. And he pulled over and said, I'll give you $100 cash if you come with me. I'll take you with me. Help me unload this truck because you want money. And the guy laughed at him and said, I'm not doing that. So was he homeless or was he not no, homeless? Probably not. So how, how do you... So my perception on homeless people from there on out was, okay, well, now they're taking... These people don't need money. And also my other view on them was... Why can't they get a job? There's so many job opportunities out there. Why can't they get a job? Like, why are they doing this to themselves? But then uh, another quick story is when I was in Vegas, I mean, Vegas, there was a lot of homeless people out there on the street. And all their signs and stuff would be like, I need money. And then in particular, this one guy, I just remember we went with, I went with a bunch of guys and uh, a girl and she was with me. And <laughs> some of them, all, some of the signs are funny. So I'm walking by this one and it says, not asking for money, just checking out butts. <laughs> and we walk by and I point at her butt and I'm like, hey, buddy, how about her butt? He's like, oh, that's good. It's good. So it, that was a that was a whole experience. But until my mom actually started helping you guys out on Saturdays and Sundays, that's when my whole perception changed. Do you want to talk about that? So uh, Carrie 
Smeltzer, Nate's Necessities, goes downtown with Mike here. Mike has, it. what's the name of your group? You should know it by now. I should. You're you giving are, helping You're hands. giving helping hands. And Carrie does Nate's Necessities, so Mike's in charge of the food. Carrie's in charge of the clothing. And I just accidentally, somebody accidentally sent me a Facebook page with Nate's Necessities on. I didn't know anything about it. I didn't know. I'm Carrie and I realized now that we know each other that we did meet on another occasion at your college once um, when we were there at the same time. But I went down there. So, Kyle, for Christmas, instead of us giving gifts this year, we decided we were going to donate. I always donate in Kyle's memory to different organizations throughout the year. And so we decided we were going to do Christmas stockings and blankets for the homeless. So I saw the on Facebook Nate's Necessities. Um, his son passed away of a heroin overdose as well. So I just showed up on a Saturday. It was kind of drizzly, and Carrie said, oh, he introduced himself and his wife, Cindy, great people, said they weren't going to be giving clothing out that day, but that I could help Mike distribute food because he needed help that day. So I stuck around. I didn't know anybody, um, but great people. She has never left now. <laughs> Sometimes he wants me to leave. but. <laughs> so before we go any farther, Mike, how did you get involved with helping the homeless? Give us a little background on that. Uh, believe it or not, it just happened. Um, one day I was at home. I knew that I always had a calling to do something and, you know, I was always caring and helping people anyway, but um, yeah. one day I was laying at home on the couch watching TV, or actually I was on the, on um, Facebook, Okay. and a guy said he was going downtown with 10 pizzas to feed the homeless. So I watched a thread through the day, and other people were gathering in, so I called him, texted him or whatever at night, and said, I'd like to meet you for breakfast. I met him for breakfast, um, and I went down started the next sunday with them and um it's like wow this is pretty amazing so it was pretty simple back then um like people would bring whatever they wanted no structure in the beginning right um then as time went on the weeks went on this happened to be two thousand july of 2018 uh, is when it started um it's like any other other organization. People are serious at first, and then drift off, and you get another group along. But that that, that didn't happen with me. I seen something that I was serious about, and um, within a short couple of weeks, I turned it into um, well, we started bringing a grill down and cooking hot dogs, and then after the hot dog thing for four or five months, we <clears throat> I actually made up a a meal or a, a revolving meal, like eight revolving meals, and uh. We structured it more. Gotcha. And um, it and it's, it's a simple Facebook group, but it really it really grew, That's especially cool. in the last uh, year and a half. People are very serious. But the biggest part of this whole organization now is um, I try to instill this in youth through speaking at youth group meetings or churches. Yeah. And we have I like to collaborate with groups, so we have like the Girl Scouts and um. Some homeschool groups come down and serve. They'll call me and say, "How about this date?" And I'll go over the different levels that we do because you can you can do simple things like treat bags. Mm-hmm. What we do here, I'll back up. What we do is we do a hot meal, and then we do a um, a treat bag that has a peanut butter and jelly, 
and a salty, a sweet, and a bottle of water gotcha. for later on. So, and that's like, we had this thing up to um, 200 people every Saturday and Sunday up until COVID. Oh, and yeah. then that changed things. We had to restructure and uh, prepackage things. And we're still doing it that way. We never stopped doing it. Um, we do it in the rain, snow. Do we do it in the rain, Mike? Yeah, we do. (laughs) (laughs) And it's outside. Yeah. But the big, I like, I like to see the kids involved in the the parents doing it all together. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So I want, I want to talk more about the homeless people. Yep. And, uh, so I actually went along with my mom the one time and, uh, it was, it was definitely an experience. It was definitely a different experience. It wasn't what I expected, but it was all good, good vibes. And it was all positive. And, uh, some of the things I learned is you can't have price tags on anything you give out. Can you explain right, why? That's right. Um, now, it's the same as these guys with the cardboard signs. Yeah. Um, there's people that learn to manipulate and use the, you know, just most homeless people that I know yeah. are, they wouldn't, they wouldn't stand on a corner with a cardboard sign. Okay. Simple as that. Gotcha. So the thing with them not having jobs or wanting jobs or being able to get jobs, it's difficult because you have to have an address usually. You have to have um, an ID. Um, an ID. You have to have a phone. So them three things right there will keep you from being able to do what you got to do. And clothing. Yeah. So, that was one thing I always our, wondered. Like, why can't they go out and get a job? And it makes sense. Yeah, I think what happens is they go through a um, a curve. Like, no one wants to become homeless. Some people just become they just it happens. Yeah, especially today. Um, I think at first when they become homeless, let, let's get the definition of a homeless. That homeless doesn't necessarily mean they're not under a roof. It's more about they don't have a stable place to stay. Right. They could be out under a bridge. Some of them. Some of them could be under a tree. Some of them could be moving in and out of an apartment that their friend owns and they're sleeping in the hallway. Uh, some of them are, are transients, which are going, going in and out of the shelters every day. Yep. So they have to be out at a certain time and they come back at night. And there's rules. And some of them don't like rules. So, I mean, there's a lot of different, different levels of it. So another thing uh, that I learned is you can't, you can't give them money. Right. Money, I tell them, um, I learned this the hard way. I when I first he went down there, he just gave somebody money. Yeah. I did. Shut up. Saturday, <laughs> well, I knew him. <laughs> <laughs> the thing with money is, you're you're supposed to do what your heart says to do, even when you see these guys with signs. Yeah. But you got to be cautious because um, some of them are. Here's one thing I want to uh, I want to get straight on because I see it all the time. Drug addicts and homeless people, and homeless people and drug addicts, two different things. Okay. People think that homeless people are drug addicts. Some people think that drug addicts are homeless. Two different, two different creatures. Okay. Okay. I, I mean, I've seen homeless people that were just they they have nowhere to go and stuff, and I don't think any of us could do what they do. They're very resourceful, and I can see why some of them turn into being addicts because mm-hmm. they're out there alone and freezing, and they run across. They don't know anybody. Picture becoming homeless, not having any relatives or friends it's in crazy. this town. It's crazy. And you're out on the street. Where do you walk? Where do you go? 
You walk around in circles. Mm-hmm. I see it all the time. They walk around in circles. You can tell the new ones. Yeah. So, nice thing is there's a lot of other resources now. Probably this year I've seen more people collaborate to help the homeless than I've ever that's did, good. did in, in the last three years. Definitely in the times so, we're in now, I think yeah, that's good. Yeah. There's a lot of good groups out there that really focus on that. So, that Saturday I went with my mom. We were we were giving out clothes. Mm-hmm. And what I noticed was as as they were coming through the line, they were they were picky about the clothes they were taking. Some now, to me, I'm like, you take if you're homeless, just take what you have yeah, in front of yeah. you. But they were picky. Do you know why? Some of them are like that. They're, I go through the same thing with food. I've learned I learned to deal like in the very beginning. I was like, I didn't say much to him, but he, a lot of them had their head down. Yeah. And uh, what we wanted to do was not just feed them. We wanted to learn them, teach them. That's cool. Give them value. And um, one of the th- ways of giving them value is acknowledge them. A simple hello. You'd be surprised what that does. Yeah. Because I'm being serious. Before I'd done this, I probably would walk down the street and not say much to one. Not that I didn't want to. It just, it just they're like shadows. Yeah. To most people. Hey, but they're it's not a really stigma shadows. too. Yes. It's a, it is a stigma. It's a stigma. And we all have right. it. Yep. I shared, yep. I walk at work on College Avenue. There's homeless people under the bridge. Everybody yep. was like, be careful, Kathy. Like, don't walk. Like, the homeless yeah. people are under there. And I was that's afraid. A, and that, that's a And thing, now, man. now it's like, I don't, I'm not really down there much anymore. But now I'm thinking, gosh, if I walk over this bridge, I might, they might say hi to me. They yep. might recognize yeah, they me from they Saturday and Sunday. It's a good feeling when I'm walking down the street and someone yells across the street, hey, Mike, thank you. Like that. They, I've seen such a change with um, a gr- this group. Here, here's the, the other thing people don't know. Homeless groups are territorial. They'll hang out in like a three-block three radius, then there'll be like another group three blocks away. We feed a certain—we targeted it on a certain area, and they became regulars. And it grew to a steady 180 to 200 people. Every week I'd pull in. And we were consistent, so they knew we would be there. And we're still like that. But when we pulled in, I'd pull in with the food, and there'd be 80 of them in line already waiting. Wow. And we served. We start serving at 12. We had that down to such a, you know, a, a system that we had all 200 of them through by 110, 115. Wow. And that was before COVID, when we had our regular setup. But the thing that we learned is, the more we got to know them and talk to them, they started trusting us and having more, you know, we just started instill good things into them, hope. And now they lift their head up, they come in and say hi before they had their head down. So, That's how you know the new ones because yeah. they're shy to come up. How many yeah. people are on the yeah. rail trail? Yeah, we have like, a... hey, do you want a meal? And they're like, no, no, I don't want a meal. Yeah. And they and they do want a meal. Yeah. That's what I was yeah, going to that's, that's the thing with the cardboard signs. Yeah. Most most of these homeless people that I know or have experienced are not the type that would do that. Right. Some are, but not the majority. The ones on the outskirts are there's there's known to be scammers out there. I call them out on it. Okay. I watch them and call them out on it. People call me and say, "Hey, this group's out here. I'll go out and see what they're about." Okay. And there's certain ones that are, um, and there 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 was ones that were known to take money back to a expensive car in the parking lot then people ruin it for people that want to help that's yeah that's, you know what i mean like you yeah you you thought that yeah yeah i know exactly what you're talking about you know 
But what I tell people is don't give them money. Offer them food once and see what they do. Or offer to take them for food. That's funny that you say that. that. I worked in, uh, I was just recently in Baltimore, Baltimore, Maryland. And uh, we were taking break the one time. My boss was in his truck, Kinsley truck. Mm -hmm. And uh, a dude came over and he's like, hey, I'm I'm hungry. I, I don't have any. I just went down to the restaurant here and they kicked me out. And he's like, I'm looking for some food. And my, my boss was like, hey, I like, I got a bunch of food in the lunchbox. And he's like, here, you can have it. He's like, do you have any money? So it was just like yeah. conversation started trying to get money instead yeah. of food. But he started with the food. Yeah. So that was that was interesting. So why why are they afraid? Like I noticed you said some of the new guys. It's all about building the trust and building a relationship. They don't think anybody cares, man. So is that what it is? Yeah, so they have no worth. It's all they about no building worth. it up. Yeah. And it's like yeah, they're shame. Like everybody can be. I tell every group that I talk to when I speak to youth groups and the parents are there, I tell them straight up: anybody can become homeless real fast. Just yeah. a couple cycles that happen in your life back to back, you're you're done. Yeah. And it doesn't take much. It can happen. So don't ever say it can't happen to you. And they all they all have stories. Yeah. Like that's the coolest thing about it. The people we talk to, they all have a story, man, and we want to hear it. How you got there, what you were about, what you used to do. Now, yes, they have become very resourceful, some of them. So they'll tell you a story, and it is a story, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I got to the point after I knew, knew enough that I just call them out on and say, now you get, tell, me, tell me the truth, dude. <laughs> I've already heard this one. They forget that they talked to me before. I've already heard that one, man. You used to be a doctor, but now you're a mechanic. You know? That kind of stuff. But, so no, they're cool, man. It's such a pleasure to have certain ones come down and just sit with us, man. Yeah, it's, that's one yeah. thing I remember. And from... some of them, some of them even got to the point that they see me pull in, they're right there setting the tents up with me. That's cool. Shit like that. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. That's one thing I do remember is is seeing you interact with them is. It was like you just treat them like any individual, and they that's are. cool. They, they are. are any. That's the whole thing about it. Yeah, they are. Yeah, like most We're equal. Most homeless people get that that stigma, like they're lazy, they're dangerous. Like how? Yeah, just like you said, we even me, like going down when I see a homeless person. And another, another example from Baltimore, Maryland, the guys would walk up and down at the red stoplights with a sign or with yeah. a coin thing. Yeah. But most people would just like look straight ahead and ignore them. Don't even. They're look peddlers. At them. They're more peddlers. Those guys that do the sign thing are more yeah. peddlers. Okay. And they shouldn't even be allowed to do that in them townships. What do you mean peddler? Peddlers. They're, they're out there. They, they wake up in the morning. I'm going to go make some money. Okay. And that's the way they're going to do it. Okay. With a, it's their with job. With a sign. Gotcha. Yeah, with a sign. That's a job to them, man. Yeah, I've seen them sleep and then out. You have, then you have the other ones that are hire people to go do it. Really? You, you know what I mean? I'm in a Mercedes. I want you guys to go do this, and I'll give you this much money. Or okay. something like that. Out, out in the shopping centers. Gotcha. You know what I mean? I mean, there was a family that's been doing it for two years, and they, they, they pissed me off because they use kids. Yes. You feel sorry for kids. At Walmart. Yeah, same ones. It's, and they got money. They, they're not poor, but they use children to make people feel bad. It's like the most... He came in... They made their way in New York. But my, people in my group were telling me where they were, and I'd go watch them and stuff and talk to them once in a while just to figure them out. And um, they made their way in New York about six months ago, yeah. darn close to where we served. I said, "Now nah, you're in the wrong place, man. Bye." I never heard that. Yeah. Yeah, you see them. Yeah, it's you a see lot them of, at Walmart. It was like a whole family, man. It's like they're. They had a sign. They moved here from Florida. Vehicle, yeah, yeah, their vehicle broke down, yeah. and they're from Florida. They don't have any family. Yeah, it's sad what people do, but it ruins it for 
people that really want to give to the ones that really need it. You know what I'm saying? It makes mm-hmm. it hard. But yeah, in Baltimore, I've even seen homeless sleeping tents on the street. Oh, yeah. That's happening around here, man. Yeah. Yeah, me and there's another group that's very. Um, you you should probably talk to them about doing this. They're, uh, it's called Friends and Neighbors. Okay. And it's Robin Shear and, and uh, Mark, and they do outreach. They go they go under the bridges at night. They make it a point to find these people and make sure they're in a safe place. Really? Yeah, oh my God! That's yeah. And cool. they got they got the resources to back it up. Do you know? Yeah. Like they were they we did um they were on our parking lot. We shared the parking lot on um Sunday. They they got a mobile vehicle now. Yeah. So it's being set up that it has mobile wash stands in it. Okay. So they'll set up some wash stands. And they came down with resources this weekend, collaborated with us, which is I think is cool. It's the first time they tried to sing out the the bus. It's gonna be a regular regular rotation. But um they gave out resources on or so you know, different things they yeah. got, but the biggest part was the group that was with them was asking them, "Do you or do you have a place to stay?" and that like that, and they were setting them up with letting them know there's help. It's just cool. or or the ID thing for okay. a job. Mm-hmm. That's the big thing: the ID, the mailbox, and uh, and uh, um, the I, what else was the other one? Identification, mailbox, and something else. What was it? Even transportation, to? even to apply yeah, for yeah, a job. Yeah. Like I, you know, Mike said we talk to people so, down there. I, I talk to a lot of people. I, Sometimes I'm too nice. It, it scares yeah, some people. They're I, like, you're I, gonna get in trouble. I think what happens is, after you're out there for so long, you change. You become another person. You lose your identity. So after you're out there for so long, you lose hope. No one cares about you. Yeah. And that's what we found. That most of them think that people don't care about them, and we make sure we know they know that we care about them. And there's other groups that care about them. Like Robin and Mark do more more than they're incredible people. They spend all their time through the week doing it and hook up other people and collaborate with other people. That's just cool to, we, to hear that people the, are actually doing those. Oh kind my of god, things. it's incredible because my whole thing for three years of doing this is these people come come up with these ideas to go do this, but they don't know. Learn the people before you can help the people. Yeah. That's what I always say. Because that took me a long time to learn. But some people out of their heart get on Facebook and say, I'm going in and doing this today, right? But they're doing it right next to somebody else. They don't even know who's doing it. Or people don't know there's another group this far away. Like yeah. we, we, we follow a lot of guidelines downtown. We, that's why we were long, our longevity has been there because there's certain things you can't do, certain things you can do. And I, I talk to them that you can't get out of line down there. I tell them right out, look, you're going to get out of line. And we went through a period two years ago. You guys are going to ruin this. Five of you are going to ruin it for everybody. Yeah. And there, because we were getting hassled and called, but you know, cops would come down once in a while because someone got out of line around the bus station. Yeah. So we cleared them away from the bus station because they're not allowed to be over there. But you still get a couple get out of line. So now we taught them that stand up for what you got. Look, if you want just if you want to be able to hang out with us and come down here, you got to straighten these other ones out, man. When they get out of line, simple as that. There's more of you than them. Believe it or not, there's it may fi- they may be five that ruin it for eighty or a hundred, you know. Yeah. Makes so. Sense. Yeah. And the self-respect, they don't have much respect so for themselves. That's what's cool about They're this ashamed. podcast is we're educating people that that, that used to be like me, that used yeah. to think these homeless people were crazy, dangerous, and don't want anything to do with them. But yeah. now it's the opposite, man. It's yeah. there's very. 
when I when I started doing this, I wanted to help. Like I felt bad for everybody. I was a, I was like, oh my god, you can't be out. I'll put you in a hotel. Blah blah blah. Okay, you can't do it all. Right. We did the food. We did the. I was very deep into the clothing thing. I got so many clothes in storage room now. It's pitiful. But you have to have a group of people to be able to sort, file, know what you have. Because I had a big plan for the clothing. And then one day, Carrie Smelter signed up in our group. Accepted him. I said, man, this name sounds familiar. <laughs> so he came the first time, walked across the park, and I said, hey, I know you. And he yells across, I know you. Right? And we knew each other for 30 years yeah. from through business. And his wife went to work, work or school with my ex-wife, that kind of stuff. And yeah. So we talked, and I said, man, I said, Carrie, I, I said, you need to do this, man. I said, you can have the key to my storage. And he has enough of his own donations that he can't keep up with mine. Wow. He can't keep up with his sometimes. You know what I mean? It's a lot that people give. Yeah. But we give them directly to the people. Not, we don't take them to a community store. And yeah. I have a little problem with that. But some of it's good, some of it's bad. I won't get into that. But, but that brings it, up the other it, stigma. When we put the clothes out, there's like yeah. name brand clothes. People yeah. donate really nice stuff. Yep. And how many times do you see homeless people before I was educated and you're like, they they don't have a house, they're homeless, they, they don't have money, they can't eat, but they have this name brand coat on. They're walking around like, dripping. They're walking <laughs> dripping, oh, oh yeah, I came down. But, but I learned like that day yeah. when we started pulling the stuff out of the bags and I'm like, okay, this is why they look the way they look. It's yeah. because it's all donated stuff. And yeah. so... It's not that they're out spending their money. To your point, it's free. We don't charge anybody anything. I think there's more people that are giving now with stuff they want to get rid of instead of going to the community stores and all that. They want it to go directly to the cause, directly to them. You know, so they'll. I get calls all the time for that, or you'll see it on Facebook. I kind of backed off from saying yes because I'm so backed up with what I have, but it goes to Carrie. Carrie does an excellent job of clothing, man. Yeah, and it's like incredible. I remember the one week he pulled out a coach pocketbook and I was like, Oh my gosh, yeah. like these women are going to fight over this. They yeah. didn't fight. The person in line first got this purse, but I'm thinking to myself here, she's going to walk away with this coach purse. I, I don't even have a coach purse. I don't need a coach purse, but right away, someone two blocks down is going to see this girl walking with her bags and her cart with a coach pocketbook. And what are they going to say? How did she yeah. afford that? Did yeah. she steal that? And it was given to her as a gift yeah. and it was free. And to our point, when we were handing out coats, Austin and I just kind of looked at each other like, they're saying no. And then we realized they want, they want to feel good about themselves too. And if they can pick a coat that makes them feel better about themselves, yeah. and that's yeah. the choice that they have for that day because sometimes they don't have any choices, they have to take what's given to them, then let them pick that coat that's going to make them look beautiful. Yep, that's or, good. For, for that, you know, for that day. So yeah. let them have that choice. And we learned so much that first day that we were down there. Because at first we're like looking at each other like, this is strange. Like, they're not grateful. I, but they are grateful. Most of them are learning. They just want to look pretty. Yeah. Like, they, the girls, and, you know, I bought that outfit for one of them because. Yeah. Some of them, I think, they've been out there for so long. This is what they know. This is how they survive. That's That's all they did. That's why they're there. Do you know you, what I mean? Do you yeah. know you better be survival. You yeah. better or you better be very resourceful. Yeah. Do you yes. know anybody that was homeless and got out of it? Oh actually? yeah, yeah. This oh this is wild, man. Because a couple months ago, 
I'm a soft heart, man. I don't realize how soft I am sometimes. And some guy walked up to me and handed me $20. I said, what's that for? He goes, I just want you to know I have a job now, and you helped me when I didn't. And I was like, wow. So you didn't remember I, like, I didn't him. want it. Yeah. Yeah, after I looked at yeah. Yeah, so Mike's very humble for the listeners out there that don't know Mike. I think you have to be. He's very humble, and everybody knows Mike, and everybody looks for Mike in town. Mike doesn't give himself enough credit. I don't need it. Uh, me and him pick on each other pretty frequently. <laughs> uh, what did you say the other day? You had to buy a different new camera. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a, I have to say, it's a very unique group of people yeah, that work down there. Very caring yeah. The, the the group we have, Tina's been Tina's every wonderful. Sunday. She runs the the. She's like the head of the line and tells people, you know how <laughs> how and when, and even me sometimes. Even Mike when he's on his but, phone in his car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's cool because she has a heart just like mine. Yes. And it's like, it's it's humble and it's caring and it's like, it's like you'll do anything for these people, man. Yeah, even That's Matt, cool. you they yeah, you guys Matt, said he does haircuts. Yeah, yeah, Matt does haircuts now. That's cool. I'm telling you, the people that have ever since the beginning, like we, you go through these cycles. The right people. I'm about chemistry and people getting along and meshing. I'm a big big on that. I don't want drama. I want people that are there for the same cause, right. not who's in control, who's this. Let's just do it with Matt. And I'm telling you, man, that's the way it is. People love it, and they get suckered. They get not suckered into it, but they like they want to come. Suckered. Back. They want to come back. No, seriously. <laughs> Every weekend. That's cool though. I, she's telling yeah, stories the all the time. Kids, the kids are incredible mm-hmm. that help. The yeah. young ones. Yeah. Well, Crystal's kids. Oh my God, they're incredible. I mean, yeah. Crystal herself is is wonderful. Yeah. Her husband, Crystal's. We. Had, yeah, in the last since COVID, in the last about six months, we've really connected with some really awesome. We always did. We have awesome people, but like the ones they they're like really into it. and They have kids. It's so cool. Yeah, but you're yeah. welcoming not just to the yeah. homeless, but to the workers. My first day there, Mike's like, "What's your story?" And I'm like, "Well," Actually, and Carrie shared with him what my story was. Oh, so he's gonna say something. And what? then the second week, <laughs> when Crystal came. She had to, Kathy had to say, how come he's nice to her and he was bossing me around last week? <laughs> so that's one of our jokes. Yeah, we always joke because Crystal can tell him what to do <laughs> and he never gets mad. <laughs> and I say something and he bites my head off and I don't know why. And that's the truth. <laughs> that's not true. But we love each other. Like, we really have a good time. It's fun. We've met so many people. My kids are probably tired of hearing me talk about it because no, it's... I constantly am sharing oh, with yeah. people Kathy's all a different the person stories. Like, from... Kathy's been through a lot too, and I've seen a change in her. The more she comes down there, the happier she is. That she wouldn't smile before her laugh, but now she laughs all the time because I'm funny, I guess. <laughs> or somebody's funny. At you are a funny guy. <laughs> you are a funny guy. But no, it's my new outlet. Yeah. Everybody that well, knows me knows that I go through depression. Mike was there during Kyle's uh, seven-year anniversary, and he picks up. Believe it or not, he read me like a book from day one. He sent me a text message welcoming me to the group. And then he said, how are you? And I don't think I responded. And I said something else. And Mike said, no, I asked you a question. How are you? So Mike reads people. And people people appreciate Mike. He's very open to the people. He knows their names. 
he T- makes them feel wanted. I don't remember all their names, but Tina can help. She don't forget a yeah. name. Tina, so. Tina, Tina's my amazing. first day there, like she says, you do it this way. I want the bag here. This has to be this yeah. way. And it does because of COVID. So she knows the, what has to be done. The big thing is it has to be, when we pull in there, we got to move a lot of people fast or you have too many people there at one time. So there has to be a system. Yep. And the tricky thing with us is we always have new people coming, volunteers. So if we didn't have them lead people that are regulars, it would be tough because they put it right into place and the thing starts and boom, it's like a... Tchaikovic put a, uh, a little ha- uh, trick into it but because of the procedure, but it actually made us better. Like when we go back to our normal way, we'll probably still prepackage. So... Because we used to do it that we do the sign-up for the um, – I have a smaller group that does the cooking, like about 15 in it, but I still do 80% of that cooking. But the other part of the sign-up is what goes into the treat bag. So there's the treat bag. There's the peanut butter and jelly. There's the sweet treat, the salty treat, and the bottle of water. Different people – donate that stuff and i gotta pull it all together that it gets to the right same person to package it that's a little bit of a trick because it used to be our old setup was everybody would bring it to the site and then the kids that if we're there were there they would pack it package the stuff there so when covid happened we have to pre-package the stuff so we got it down to like the peanut butter and jelly if you sign up for peanut butter and jelly can you at least do the bag and then maybe the people can get the treats to that person. Or sometimes we have a person um, that does the Sundays. Lindsay is a sweetheart. And, mm-hmm. and uh, ever since COVID, she's part of Praise Church. And um, they, they, um, they have been doing every Sunday uh, supplying and packaging all the treat bags since COVID started. That's cool. you know, it started on Saturdays and then she switched to Sundays. So that's a big, great, it's, we're grateful. And Absolutely. and it's it's a big, ha- believe me, that's a that's hard through the week. I have a full time job, and you got to keep up on, like, it was up to four hundred peanut butter and jelly every weekend. Wow. Now when you add it up, that's a lot. Yeah. You know what I mean? But now it's like three hundred because we're doing about one hundred fifty people right now. Yeah. So, and and it's weird because we got a whole uh, half of the cycle of people are different. We Robin Shear and I, we were talking about that over the weekend. That it's they some of them. You hope they got a, a place to live and they're not there no more. You know, some of it just disappeared. So I probably know about four deaths, five deaths since we've been doing this. Wow. That kind of thing. Yeah, but yeah. It, it's the, good to see them. I mean, the winter was rough. I mean, we were, it was cold. Yeah. And they always yeah. said they bunkered down and they didn't come out. But yeah. we look forward to, yeah. and they're like our family. Yeah. Like, Mike has more family than I do down there, but I've totally got attached to yeah. people. Rob, Robin and, and um, Mark, they do, um, the outreach that they do, um, they make sure they have a code. You know, there's a code blue that's been in place, but not like this year, mm-hmm. believe me. It's, it's, it was a word, code blue, but I've never seen it effective like this year. And, and they were a big part of that, making sure that that happens. But these people can go, they'll go out and find them. And say, look, you can come here. Just they let them inform them, they inform them. And if they don't have a phone, it's hard to inform them. So. Yeah, I think it's great what you guys are doing. It's it takes a lot of people though. It takes not just our group. Our group is it would unless you have all these groups working together and planning and you know what I mean. Yeah. 
and some 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 don't do that. They do their own thing, which is good. But some people, um, we do things. We have like a protocol, or I, I don't want to say protocol, but the way we do things down there, and that's why we've been able to be down there. But every once in a while, you'll get someone else that wants to do it right next to us at the same time. Well, I think around, we, we're known enough that we're down there. Yeah. So I've been struggling. Well, I had struggles the last couple of years, but now it's pretty cool that someone will pull in and set up next to you and start serving. You can't just do that. Yeah. There's protocol for COVID. Right. So everybody knows that we are the ones down there. Yeah. So I'm very, I'm very tough on, not disrespectful, but tough on... This this can the wrong person doing something wrong or not the right way can ruin it for us. Your reputation. So, yeah. yeah. So I go over and just talk to him nice and say, look, there's certain ways you have to do this. I said, you're welcome. I'm going to talk about a certain instance. You're welcome, but you can't serve the food openly like that here. Yeah. You're welcome to. I said, I'll tell you what. You come over. We serve this many people. You brought food for this many. They already this this many people are already. We set up for that many people. Right. So, tutorial thing. There's gotcha. people in different areas of York. And we all want more people to be fed. If I could do it, I'd be in different locations. Yep. But I can't. I want to focus on this area. of have, I don't think we achieved what we need to achieve in that area yet. So, But we're, everybody's welcome. Just yes. join. Call me up. Call me up just like any other group and say, hey, we would like to do this today. Um, or this date. I got three calls this week. These are the dates that we would like to come down and do the meal. Where can they reach you? Can they reach you on Uh, Facebook? Yeah, Facebook is your giving helping hands. Okay, so they can reach out to you. I know there's, what, three questions you got to answer to that? Yeah, very easy. (laughs) Make sure you guys answer them. I don't know those questions. (laughs) How'd you hear about us? I just showed up one day. And Mike took my phone and accepted it for me because yeah, I don't no, have to use my ask, phone. I made you ask the three answer the three questions first, right in front of me. So, Mike, what's your what's your goal? What's your goal with this whole thing? Do you have any goals in the future? What you want to oh, achieve? Yeah. Um, instill it in kids as many kids as possible. Okay. Kindness, parents teach your parents, parents teach the kids. Education. Do it together. Yeah. It gets conversation. Parents call me and they say, "It's like my kids won't stop talking about it, you know." Cool. The one parent came over to me. They, um, this is weird because it was like, I got a call from a girl that's been in the group for a long, long time, but never came active. She called and said it was a birthday and she wants to do, she don't want gifts from her family or friends. She wants to do a feeding. So I gave her the list of things and I said, you just want to do this? And that? No, we want to do the whole thing. So they did the whole meal plus all the treat bags plus so much more. And they brought 10 parents and 15 kids. And they did this all. And it's like, I say, please, when you're at home doing all this, please take photos. Like, I'm not very photogenic and I don't like flaunting our group. I, mm-hmm. I'm just not that way. Yeah. But it's important for the groups that do it in their own, take a picture and post it on our group so other families know what we're doing yeah. and what they're doing. And believe me, it, it got, we went through a three-month period that was like nonstop. So we got got a lot of cool families and people come down and do that, man. It was very cool. Yeah, and even the young ones. One yeah. of the things that Mike the, does is he delivers the bags, the brown bags that the sandwiches yeah. oh, go yeah. in. Yeah. And little brown, the, the brownies and Girl yeah. Scouts and even little preschoolers can literally, they draw so, on these well, bags. Well, parents, 
parents called me through COVID and said, what can our, is there anything our kids can do while they're home? And I thought, yeah, the brown bags that we use for um, treat bags, have them teach them a little about homeless or tell them about homeless or, and let them put phrases and, you know, inspirational things on the bags. And some of these things I see are like incredible, man. I say, let the kid think of it himself. They, they come up with some wild ones, man. Very touching. And then when they yeah. deliver them, if they actually stay to hand them out, we'll look at them and we're like, oh, who did that? And their eyes light up yeah. and they're just so happy to be there. Like, yeah, it's really, cool. it's, it's a cool. Win-win and they read them. I see a lot yep. of them read them. Yep. Like when you, when you give out, I see a lot of people want to give out tracks and stuff. And a lot of the tracks um, end up on, uh, they don't, a lot of homeless people don't, they're not there yet. Some are, and they don't want to be there. So mm-hmm. some of it ends up in, you know, you put it in a bag, it ends up on the ground. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But it's on the bag, so they can't really get rid of that. Their bag's with them, and they do read them. Yep. So the other part, the other group we collaborate with is um, a very special group down in um, Glenrock. It's uh, elementary school kids, yeah. and they started this uh, nonprofit like way back what, four years ago, they were second grader. He was in second grade. And um, a heck of a story. It's called uh, Coats of Friendship. And we collaborate with them. So whenever we want coats, like there's been different instances that we received 300, 400 coats on a certain event, and they drop them off. So the school kids are the board of directors, and they do this whole thing. Hmm. They, they have factories and stuff to do coat drives. Yeah. And I think it started out with a couple hundred the first year, and then they used to come in New York and put them all over the parks. With little phrases on them, well, they're now are they're up to about probably over four thousand coats a year. Wow. Yeah, yeah. All because of that kid seeing a kid and his mother without a coat. Yeah. So I tell kids, you can do it. You can make a difference. Just little things like that, man. Yeah. Socks are like gold. You know? Oh my God, we gave out so many socks in the list. I gave out belts. That's why my pants are always falling around. <laughs> it's like I went, I went through this period of belts. It's like the one one member, Justina, used to crack up on me. Where's your belt at? Um, oh, and that guy over there. <laughs> <laughs> and that's so, the truth. The gloves come off. Everything yeah. comes off. and it's. Oh, I've took my coat off a few times, too. Yeah, they're just like our family, though. Yeah, they're cool. I, I, I enjoy I it. look forward to certain ones, and when I don't see certain ones come down and hang out with us, it's like, wow. Yeah. And we start asking each other about, did you see so-and-so? Did you see so-and-so? James, have you seen James? You know, it's it's crazy. It's so rewarding. And it's, like Mike said, kids can learn from this. Oh, yeah. Tell us, you told me this before, it's and I kindness. can't remember. It's about kindness. How many homeless kids are there in New York? You told there's me this one time. Well, there, that's the other thing that's happening right now. Um, there's a shelter being built right now it's called cornerstone youth shelter and um this is for kids without stability like i said the homeless isn't just you're homeless you're not you're mm-hmm. unstable you're bouncing around and but the biggest thing with the school district is they have a lot of homeless kids all school districts believe it or not your really? city probably has over 400 never thought about that okay and and it's not that york city just has them every school district not that many but they have a lot so Building stability in the kid's life is important, man. So this Cornerstone Shelter is like three different houses right now, and they do like eight kids, I think. But they're different grades. So they're there through the week. They eat breakfast, come home, do their homework and stuff, and somehow the parents 
intertwined on the weekends or something like that. Mm -hmm. But it's, so they have stability through their school school week. It's the coolest thing, man. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, that's. I mean, there's a lot of things being targeted right now for, for homeless, and and it's very sad when a kid is homeless. When I speak to the youth, I take them through an exercise. Um, I always end it because it's a strong message. Picture yourself out there with your parents trying to find somewhere to lay and sleep. I have them close their eyes. And then you're walking around. And finally you find somewhere to lay down. You, f you fall asleep. Then you wake up in the morning. Guess what? It's time to go to school. But you're not walking into a bathroom to wash up, brush your teeth, change your clothes. You're going right to school. What happens when you get to school? The last thing you want is to be picked on. So I tell these because look, them kids, they don't have a choice. It's not nice. Don't pick on people like that. Like you said, it's all about kindness. Yeah, man. It's mean, man. That can be one of the worst. That's the worst thing a kid like that has gone through and then have to be bullied at school for it. So, and I know there's a lot of schools now that have a secret closet and stuff like that to help them too. So, well, I appreciate you coming on, Mike. I mean, this is a, this there's is so a, many more aspects to it, man. Yeah. It just, I'm sure it, there is. This go on a lot because there's a lot of different uh, levels of it. And, you know. So what would you want our listeners to know? A key takeaway from this this podcast because obviously you can come back like you said there's so much more that we can talk about what what do you want people to learn and understand um, be kind and they're human beings and all they want is acknowledgement just say hi yeah i think that's what it's i took high, out of this podcast. A big deal, man. Yep. if you walk by one say hi not even Try just it. them but everybody in yeah, general say it to everybody kind of equal yeah. yeah people you don't know mean. what that person went through the night before or the day before or how long they've been out there. Yeah. Don't think they're out there just to get things for nothing because that is not the case. I'm not saying there isn't people out there doing that, but homeless people are not out there to do that. They want they're trying to survive. Yeah. So they made mistakes, some of them, some things some things just happened that it was out of their control. And it can happen to any one of us. Absolutely. Well, if you guys ever want to help out, go to yeah. Mike's Facebook group. You're, you said what? York? York Giving Helping Hands. Yep. And we're down on the parking lot, Pershing, between Market and King, in front of the bus depot. Every go. Saturday and Sunday from 12 to 2. And he has a sign-up sheet on his page. Yeah, just uh, if you sign into the group and you're interested or whatever, just say how you found out about us. Well, yeah, awesome. I appreciate you coming on. Yep. To the viewers and listeners, I appreciate you guys listening. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you on the next one. Thanks, guys.